Welcome to episode 34 of Pineapples and Thorns. Hey, Peter. Beto. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Hello, Kat. Thanks very much. And we have a very special guest with us tonight, Under the Blood, co-leader at Red Thorn. Welcome, UTB. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. Glad to have you here. It's been a long time that we should have had you on, so glad you were able to make it. It's been great being in Red Thorn, so I'm honored. Awesome. We're just going to jump into a little bit of uh, CFF Clash news. Peter, you want to bring us up Yes, to I speed? sure do. Our first thing, and it's something that's upcoming, is um, Beat the Heat. Kat and I are organizing this one. It's a uh, Town Hall 12, 13, and 14 uh, mixer event. Um, try to, you know, keep the summer blahs away. So we are asking that you use two ice golems in your first attack, an ice hound in your second attack, a free spell in both attacks, and it's just going to be a friendly war. Just kind of show off what you got and, you know, meet some new people. So that one is uh, coming up July 22nd and 23rd, mm-hmm. be a 12-hour prep and a 24-hour war. Hoping to get someone to stream it. Haven't quite, we haven't quite confirmed that yet, but everybody's busy in the summer. That's for sure. What else have we got coming up? Don't forget about uh, C2J's... Um, legend league push for august so if you have ever had any interest in pushing in legends august is the month and then we're all going to get together into one clan uh knob and arrow want to try to be top of australia so we're all gonna (laughs) jump into a clan um move the the home to australia and see how high we can push and then we're gonna i I believe we're going to push the button on a 50v you know random spin and uh just just for fun see how see how we do so, Legend League push for August. And SCWL just finished. Actually, I want to talk about the Town Hall 9 Royal Rumble first. Our very own cat, and I left all my notes downstairs, but our very own cat drew number 12. Were you 12? Mm-hmm. Yep. And managed to beat Tony and then hold on for a best of three against Apple to become the CFF Town Hall 9 champion. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It was, it was a lot of fun. Those, those little tournaments are just great to be part of, and kudos to Bass and Baker for putting that together. Yes, it was a lot of fun. There was 13 of us this time. I actually had a Town Hall 9 in there this time. I lost by two seconds to Sky, but uh, it was a lot of fun. The Town Hall 8 champion, Mr. Happy Store, had a very good run at the beginning. He was looking very strong. He won, I think, mm-hmm. four in a row. And then I, no one really had the lead for very long after that. A couple of wins in a row and then lose. And Miss P was there. She got to throw some hogs at people. Um, Ink was there. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So Town Hall 10 is coming up one month from today. I don't, I, they actually haven't officially posted it today. But if you have a Town Hall 10 and think you have what it takes to beat everybody in the CFF, sign up. Well, Shows sign up when stuff. signups hit. Exactly. Now we can talk about SCWL. Do we want to talk about it? Well, we probably don't. That's why I thought I'd leave it to last. <laughs> poor old Redthorn and poor old TGF Rising both got booted out of champs. Um, it's right. become a real struggle. You know, the bases mm-hmm. are great. Two stars win mores, and I, I really firmly believe that. But even at Redthorn, we know we two-starred a bunch of times. And uh, we know, you know, we'd get beaten 36, 33 or something like mm-hmm. that. So there's some good clans close. out there. Really, yeah, we'll, really good clans. We'll talk a little bit more about SCWL um, <laughs> a little later in the show. Oh, and the right. last thing, and it wasn't mm-hmm. on the agenda, so I'm going to just throw this in there. I think yeah. we've officially agreed on ClashCon 2023 to meet up in Nashville. Nice. It'll be in the early part of the summer, maybe late spring. So keep keep your eyes peeled. Well, we'll keep talking about it, but I think we finally settled on Nashville as kind of a central location. And then we'll awesome. try to get everybody there. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's welcome UTV. Yeah. UTV, uh, glad to have you here again. Um, why don't you give our listeners a little bit of your Clash history, how you started playing, and what town halls you play? So I started when... Town Hall 10 was the max town hall. So I don't even know how long ago that was. Mini moons. Um, <laughs> and uh, obviously, you know, started at Town Hall 1 like everybody. And, you know, enjoyed lower town halls and wasn't really a dedicated player. But, you know, kind of, you know, every once in a while played my way through to about 
Town Hall 8, and then realized, you know, or I guess it's Town Hall 7, when you get your Barbarian King. And for some reason, the hero just really, like, I don't know, catalyzed the game for me, and I got really into it, and then realized there was a, another hero, and just kind of spiraled from there. Um, so I've played every Town Hall, and currently have a 13 and 14 uh, max 14 for a long time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, max third. Well, almost max 13. That was actually my wife's account that I, um, and I took over. And uh, because I, at one time had, I believe the, the account was up to eight accounts. Wow. And, <laughs> you know, I, I think I've heard, I've heard of quite a few people having a lot of accounts. I don't know if many people have had more than five though. And I had a lot Um uh, what I wanted was to have one at each town hall level during CWL champions war league, yes. uh, which we'll talk about a little later. Um, and also to have like backups to bring with me to various clans to have donations. So if I had three warring accounts, I wanted three backup accounts and, and then I just kind of picked up a couple along the way, you know, whatever boredom, <laughs> start a new account. Um, so you could say I, I kind of got deep in the rabbit hole uh, mm-hmm. for a while. And um, kind of found my way out of it uh, and was down to just my one. In fact, Um, my wife had one that she kind of just played to, you know, be a good wife and to be into what I was into and (laughs) but didn't really play it a lot. And so eventually I took that over as my donation account that I have now and is now a a near max 13. Awesome. So. Your experience in Clash of Clans, has it been mostly casual from the get-go, or did you jump into league-style play right away? Well, I started um, actually because I was a youth leader at my church, and all the kids were playing it. And so I was like, oh, I got to play this with them. And so I, I downloaded the game and started playing it. And of course, they were mocking me in my Town Hall 1 and 2 and 3 and whatever. And... Um, eventually you know got into their clan once you could have once you could join a clan which isn't right away and uh just kind of played with them a little bit but they were a super casual clan they only had like 20 people and they only warred maybe once a week and so it was still really casual at that point but as the youth group grew i you know i kind of you know got others involved and we got up to 30 40 we started doing kind of back-to-back wars so it kind of ramped from casual to semi-serious in that clan and then eventually i left and joined i don't know what you call them like a a more serious but not professional clan that was a hawkeye clan i'm from iowa and my the big college or my favorite college here is the iowa hawkeyes and so i joined a clan full of iowa hawkeyes and um played a bunch of kind of semi-serious war at town halls nine and ten and then eventually got sick of people missing attacks and donations not happening and all that kind of stuff and and kind of started feeling my way around for more professional or you know whatever you want to call it uh competitive clans and got into some of the more competitive clans that played you know tournaments and leagues and and uh really fell in love with that style of play unfortunately kind of leaving behind my youth group kids but uh I still you know with all the accounts I kind of left one behind there with them and Still got a chance to do that part, too. Nice. So you talk about uh, some of the leagues that, that you've come through, uh, and you mentioned CWL. Uh, do you have any memories that leap out for you about that? Any, what did you say, memories? Yeah. Yeah, Good or of bad, course. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> both. Uh, I played in M- MLCW, CWL, no dip or NDL. Um, yeah, I pretty much did what I, what I felt like was all of them back then. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still fairly informal and you could just do as many as you wanted to do. And um, so it was you know, something that I, I filled my time with, you know, when I was younger, single guy. And then eventually I met my wife and it kind of started trailing off a little bit. But, and, you know, for a while there, I was, you know, my pastime, I didn't really play PlayStation or, or do a lot of other stuff. Uh, I was a youth leader. I played guitar and I, I played Clash, so I did. I did quite a lot, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I liked the the format and the you know the competitiveness and um, you know the high level of play. You know, seeing people do things that just I didn't understand were even possible, and you know, attack <laughs> attack compositions and stuff that just blew my mind. And um, 
you know, it, it was really cool to just be amongst a lot of really great players. And I mean, I was just a moderate player, I feel like, um, and had kind of what I consider myself to be now a, a one trick pony designation even then. Um, and uh, I was basically a uh, bow witch player, which has been kind of eradicated um, in recent town halls, mm-hmm. but bowler witch and queen charge bowler witch and anything with bowlers, just, you know, all bowlers. I, I just was for some reason, just a huge, huge fan of the bowler troop and um, played a ton of that. I did do a little bit of Lalo and Falcon and stuff, but it always came back to bowlers for me. Um, and so I uh, did a ton of that and was pretty tough with it. And, um, you know, got, got to, to compete at some pretty high levels. We, we didn't play in, I'm trying to remember what it's called now, the top, top division of CWL, but uh, yes, we weren't an invite, but I made it to, I believe the one right below that, or possibly one notch lower. And, but that was still super competitive and super intense. And uh, it was just cool. You know, the, the leaders of those clans were really involved and um, it was a lot of work. Eventually I became one myself at Reddit Elefino and uh worked with a bunch of really really great players uh had one of the best lalo players i've ever seen using precision lalo uh queen charge a precision lalo at town hall 10 when town hall 11 was out was basically the peak of the game in my opinion as far as difficulty and watching Mm -hmm. him dissect these bases was just like i mean it was it was awe inspiring so I think I have mostly positive memories of uh, the former tournament structures uh, and leagues before Supercell decided to make their own. That's awesome. You have a very neat class name. You want to tell us a little bit about it? What inspired that particular name for your account? Yeah. So I, uh, as I've alluded to or mentioned specifically, I was a youth leader at my church. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that's a big part of my life. I'm uh, I'm a Christian. Uh, and so uh, what, it, what it specifically means is under the blood of Jesus, you know, is, is mm-hmm. how I stand, you know, or how I live. So I, you know, I just wanted to allude to that while also having something that sounded kind of, you know, tough and war-y or whatever. And so kind of achieved both of those with that terminology. It's something that's mentioned in a couple worship songs, and I was a worship leader. Uh, and so, you know, a, a phrase I liked and... Uh, nice also kind of just grew into a nice little nickname utb you know as so many people know me now yeah just rolls uh, off the tongue it, it does <laughs> and it's yep. it's you know i never intended it to be that way but under the blood doesn't really so um, <laughs> true <laughs> so it kind of you know uh it, it works that way but i'm also glad that people are interested in the name and you know that's kind of uh the point exactly yeah and i, and I do have to publicly apologize for spelling your name wrong on the poster. The Battlethorn <laughs> Award. Yes. Uh, Magnus has enjoyed it so much, though, that I, I could never want it <laughs> to be taken back. Yeah, I, and I had no way to edit it. I had to go to the person who created that particular <laughs> bit of software to, to fix oh. it. And it took him months because he was busy in college. So Yeah. <laughs> so Such I a minor detail and so, so unimportant. I appreciate your, you know, your caring about it, but... I was really, that's one of the things that, that stuck out to me. You know, obviously it's, you know, not a huge deal, but I thought that was pretty cool that Red Thorn took the time to honor somebody um, after each war. In fact, that's kind of what I was for Reddit Alafino, Reddit Alafino. I did a lot of stuff, but I also was kind of the hype man. So mm-hmm. I did a recap of every war and posted it on Discord, you know, breaking down statistics, you know, MVP offensive, MVP defensive you know, just like, you know, a little breakdown of, you know, the flow of the war, you know, were there any flourishes of activity? Did it come down to one big defense or one big attack or whatever? And so I, you know, I was the one studying the the battle log at the end of the, the day and watching some replays and, you know, seeing, you know, what the highlights and lowlights were. Mm-hmm. And uh, so so I feel like the Battlethorn is kind of, you know, a nice minor version of that. Yeah, it's, it's something fun that, you know, we started doing back at the very beginning of uh, red thorn and it's it's just some a little nice extra thing that we like to do for people yeah it's fun and it's fun Always. to see people pick 
yeah, always good to recognize somebody, you know, and so especially mm. newer newer players in the clan or even not, you know, just feeling like they got noticed because sometimes exactly. it can get a little quiet in there or whatever. And, you know, it's it's nice that somebody somebody else recognized it. For sure. So what's your favorite town hall to play these days? Well, I only play two right now, um, but, you know, and I feel like that's one thing that Supercell should try to do. I'm not exactly sure how, but to make it more interesting to play some of the lower town halls. Because it seems like they kind of get super, like, offense becomes super overpowered for every town mm-hmm. hall as they advance. Yes. To where it's very difficult to really have competition, you know, at town hall nine. Like, I'm wondering how that Royal Rumble worked. Like, were there any non-three stars? Yes. In fact, there yeah. were several one stars. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, I, mean, I, I wasn't even in that war. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh well then how did that happen you know um one guy he had his queen charge die early and just to uh you know a, a, a toxic cc headhunters and uh so, so that took down his queen and she was destined for the town hall right it was on the edge and he just everything else passed away from it and just wasn't enough it was a high percentage right 92 mm-hmm. maybe 88 yeah. something like that but never got the town hall and then we had a couple of actually uh we had a 60 a 69 one star. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. It was a so, again, just stuff got dropped wrong. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Allowed his queen no to die sieges. was a rage in the grass. Yeah. Yeah. At town hall nines, there's no sieges. So that's, that's a huge difference. You're right. 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 So you yeah. still have to fight headhunters. <laughs> right. <laughs> headhunters and occasionally super minions. <clears throat> oh, yeah. <laughs> we won't talk about that. So, uh, so, so what I was saying, oh yeah, my favorite town hall. So, um, I, I honestly, for me, it's just basically whatever the latest is all the time, because I feel like Supercell's done a great job of giving the next town hall a good experience and, you know, kind of focusing their efforts there to where that's what you want to play. And that's what you want to achieve is, you know, maxing out the current set of troops and buildings and whatever. So uh, right now for me, it's town hall 14 and it's, you know, the one I've had the most fun with throughout my time um because i you know i really love the pets you know i think that's a big addition and um allows for a lot of new interesting twists that i'll never do because i'm a one-trick pony um (laughs) but like you know like uh naked hero charges you know with the unicorn or with you know the ram or you know the, the the owl or whatever can come up with a lot more damage or some interesting twists that uh are really fun for me to watch other people do but no, I I've really enjoyed fourteen. I mean, imagine awesome. calling yourself a one trick pony when your one trick is like three star, having having a hit rate that he has. You know. Yeah. What I mean? yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I just trained my pony really well, and that's right. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Good pony. So, out of all the town halls you played, because you said you played them all, were there any that you played that you found a particular struggle? You know, like whether it was just the defenses were too strong and you couldn't come up with a comp or or was it uh, too grindy, you know? Well, um, back in CWL days, I was an 11 and I found, you know, I my specialty, no shame in it, was dips. And so I mostly hit Town Hall 10s because 11 v 11 was also really, really tough. Mm-hmm. And basically the people that hit with regularity and three starred were experts at Lalo or experts at a strategy other than bow, Witch, which is not what I did. And so, um, you know, so that wasn't, that was kind of a time when I was like, I wish I could do that. And I worked on it, but I just never was able to really achieve. Of course I got a couple, but you know, Oh, we need a triple on this 11. I'm not the guy they're choosing, you know? Uh, so so yeah, eleven was kind of tricky, but honestly, once sieges came out, uh, I was able to really manipulate uh, my my chosen comp to to work with those, and was able to find a high rate of three star at pretty much everything from twelve up. Um, you know, ten and nine I did pretty well at too, but ten was tricky as well. I feel like older days, you know, it was just a tougher game. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. sieges or hero levels or or what, but they, there was just a lower rate of, of three stars just in general. Yeah, yeah, where, where I came from, you know, some mm-hmm. of the guys who were are late in CWL war 11 V 11 hitters, like at least a couple of them went on to become pros. 
So like those skills really translated and the talent was there all along. Like, and it was kind of, kind of crazy watching them hit at the end of wars and with all that pressure on them. And we, we weren't invite, um, whatever level we were at. I can't even remember the tiers now, but those guys were good. Those guys were still good. Um, it, it was a sight to behold. Yeah. Yep. Late 11 v 11 CWL hits were, were just as interesting as the earlier in the war 10 v 10s. Um, because they were just, it was just so much more complicated. I mean, it was just such a bigger map compared to 10, you know, you're like, wow, there's so much more ground to cover. And, um, you know, you had the enemy warden and, um, the Eagle, you know, the Eagle was so intimidating when it first came out, uh, yes. and it did so much damage. Everyone was trying to, you know, kill squatted and, you know, do all kinds of things to, to try to get it out early and it wouldn't work. And then the whole attack shot, you know, so it was, it was an interesting time. I feel like it was kind of the, the pinnacle of like balance uh, was right at the, at, at 11. Yeah. I have to agree with you there. Let's talk about um, your favorite army comp. Uh, people want to know the history of it. Uh, you know, what you're using right now, why are you using it and why you chose it? Sure. So, you know, um, for anyone that's seen me play, they should know I use queen charge hybrid. Um, I, just really, first of all, just love ground. Um, I've enjoyed air over the years. I'm not ashamed to say that I used e drags, um, and <laughs> they were they're pretty powerful when you do it right. But they're exactly. definitely spammy. And you know, I'm kind of you know hybrid. I guess you could say is kind of spammy too, but uh, it's a little more strategic. And uh, I've also used you know dragloon. You know, was one of the, my number one techniques for hitting town hall tens. But when I'm going equal town hall, I'm pretty much always going to try to go ground. And, you know, for probably the whole first half of my clash experience, it was bowler witch, you know, as soon as I had bowlers. Um, before that, I did a lot of mass hog. And I think that kind of lends itself to why hybrid was so interesting to me. Because the miner came out. And to tell you the truth, I didn't cook a miner for the first two years it was in the game. Wow. It just, and that's so crazy. You know, I can't even believe that saying it with how often I use hybrid now that I didn't even touch a minor. And then at the last clan I was at, it's called Sack Kings Elite. Um, and it was, uh, you know, a great clan in their own right. But one of the leaders there, his name was Scorch. He, he's like, you know, why don't you try hybrid? You know, and, and I, cause I was still running Bull Witch. And I was like, well, you know, it's kind of the same, you know. And mm -hmm. for some reason it just clicked and I was able to still do queen charges, which, I think is really the core of my game. If, if I can queen charge, I'm probably going to enjoy it. And I, I don't know, you know, if that's weak or whatever to like lean on a queen charge all the time, but I feel like it's such a uh, fun part of the game to dissect your way through with the queen that, you know, uh, it, it is worth doing in almost any strategy. Uh, and so I, you know, I tried it out and, what do you know? It, it had a higher hit rate and, and I was having more fun than I, I was with bow witch and eventually, you know, figured out that, you know, the, the bowlers were just too fragile with things like the scatter shot coming around that, um, and the miners, you know, going underground, getting, getting out of the damages way and avoiding the town hole bomb, which is a really big deal. Yeah. Um, it, you know, that, that was pretty big deal. So, you know, I just naturally slid over to hybrid and, you know, I don't know what it is. I just, I'm good at bending bases to that strategy. I guess I'm better at bending bases to that strategy than bending a base to different strategies. Oh, um, I, I know this wasn't on the agenda, UTB, but I feel like I have to ask this question. So the queen charge hybrid, it, the opener is the queen charge, right? Has that, ever, if you feel like if you're a one trick pony, have you ever thought, well, I am good with the queen charge. Why don't just to shake it up? And this is definitely not me suggesting it because far be it from me to do that to someone with your hit rate to be like, well, if it ever feels boring, I can always do queen charge drag rider. I can always do queen charge Lalo. I can do queen charge this or that. Does that ever cross your oh, mind? Absolutely. Uh, that's a great question. I mean, like I said, I, mean, I said it myself, if I can queen charge, I'm probably going to have fun with it. And I've done queen charge Lalo. I like it, but I'm just not nearly as good at it. Uh, timing haste spells and things are just way trickier and mm -hmm. but the drag dragon rider and uh you know 
when that first started coming out, I watched a lot of people use it, and I'm like, man, this is kind of like air hybrid. And I've heard people call it, call it that. Uh, and skybrid, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, skybrid. Yeah, that's the term I've heard. And uh, so I've definitely considered running some skybrid, and I've done it, but I just didn't, you know, I didn't commit to learning it thoroughly enough. I don't think. And um, also, it it was it lends itself to the blimp for getting the town hall. Mm-hmm. which was kind of another wrinkle. It's kind of like a three-layer attack versus a two-layer attack that Queen Charge hybrid is. With the Queen Charge essentially going for the Town Hall in almost every instance, and then the Siege being support for the army, whereas in Dragon Rider, a lot of the time, you have Queen Charge to go after strategic targets, Dragon Rider for the you know bulk of the base, and then a Siege for the Town Hall. And, uh, you know, maybe that's just an um, indicator of my simple mind, but that third layer maybe was just more difficult for me to manage or just didn't learn it well enough. Gotcha. When when you're looking at a base for, for hybrid, what are you looking for? Anything specific? Can you walk us through it? Yeah, definitely looking for specific things. I really love the uh, Siege. Uh, no, what's it called? It's escaping my mind right now. The the flame flinger, yes. uh, with hybrid, which is I'm surprised because my one trick pony is a siege barracks with my hybrid, mm-hmm. and I did that very successfully for many moons. And then when the flame flinger came out, I kind of laughed about it and didn't think it was that great. <laughs> but then I saw how destructive it was and how it was taking out like half of bases sometimes. And I'm like, well, I better give this a try. And so now I've shifted and I've seen the effectiveness of that. So what I'm looking for is, is there a place I can get a high value target, a Eagle, an Inferno or a scatter with the flame flinger and in such a way that it can keep working the whole time I'm charging. And that's essentially my, my requisite. That's my number one requisite for choosing a base. And I can do that in a number of ways. I can do it by taking out a mortar or, um, an archer tower or a cannon or whatever it is on the corner or the side that I'm trying to get that strategic target, whether with balloons or uh, baby dragon loon or something like that, that allows me to then let the siege work for a long time um, or the flame flinger work for a long time. If that's not there, then I kind of flip back to the older mentality of having to use the siege barracks, which definitely works for a lot more bases, you know, even bases set up to completely stop the flame flinger. I can still siege barracks. Mm-hmm. So when I hit that map where everybody's got new bases adjusted for the flinger, I can still siege barracks. And then I'm basically just looking for, can I charge the town hall? You know, is it multi-layer deep? You know, how difficult's the charge? Do I have to adjust my army comp? I'm trying not to adjust my army camp comp. So that's what I'm trying to do is, can I charge it simple enough to where I can leave all my spells and troops with what I'm familiar with? Great. You know, and if I get through all those layers and I have to start adjusting the comp, then I will, but thankfully I just don't get that deep very often. Did you get affected by the flame flinger nerf? Did did you notice a difference even? To tell you the truth, no. Um, I it hasn't adjusted. It hasn't affected anything about what I'm doing, and I haven't really noticed a big change in outcomes. Yeah. Do you remember we, exactly what happened? What what the change was? Uh, uh smaller burst damage, uh, less yeah, damage right. um, initially, but a longer burn time. So yep. we actually, we've talked about this last podcast that it, it's opening up walls that we weren't expecting them to open before, but it hasn't always been a detriment now that we know that this can happen. It just, it's actually seems better. Flame flinger can drive itself inside. So yeah, yeah we're not even sure it's a nerf to be honest. Right. Yeah. I mean, I use it a lot and, and I just find it's opening up more the base. I haven't noticed a huge impact on any of the attacks that I've been doing. So good. Yeah. So YouTube, um, we all go to places to learn different techniques and things like that. Uh, do you follow any particular Clash content creator, or do you use particular resources? Uh, I have followed many over the years. Uh, for the longest time, I was the daily Galadon viewer. Uh, okay. <laughs> maybe more for entertainment than education, uh, <laughs> which I think we all know if you've watched his videos. He's a good guy. He's a decent attacker. And he finds himself in uh, amazingly high company uh, because of his position in the world. But uh, he's he's interesting and fun to watch. But I, I stopped watching him, you know, maybe a year and a half or two ago. Um, just 
I don't know. He got so many different threads and series is going. It was just a little too much for me to want to be interested in. But uh, like educationally and technique wise, definitely uh, Itsu and Carbon Finn have been uh, guys that I've learned a lot from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to be a daily Itsu watcher, but he just kind of got, I don't know, he like got down in the dumps and, you know, was getting bummed with his day job or whatever. And yeah. so. I don't know. It just, I just stopped daily watching him. And honestly, there's, I don't know, there's not a whole lot I need to learn to keep running hybrid effectively at this point. So I mm-hmm. just haven't really felt the need to, to plug into any educational stuff recently, but I still pop them on every once in a while when, you know, an update happens and there's a new troop or I like hearing them talk about the, you know, the balancing changes, things like that. Yeah, it, it's really interesting. There was like a point of demarcation in like Clash of Clans YouTube where once Friendly Wars were brought into the game, the major like seemed like the Clash videos I had been watching were mostly around, you know, things like Jake, uh, people like that. There weren't many recaps. It was mostly, here's how you do this. I'm sure there were like one hive recaps, but he was always walking you through the thinking behind the stuff. And once Friendly Wars came in, now it's more recappy. There isn't as mm-hmm. much. Here's how you do this. Here, you know, and um, and I don't. Maybe there are. Here's how you do this or tutorial type channels out there. Um, but it really, you know, it's completely shifted to recaps now. And I yeah. think it's kind of coming back a little bit because uh, recently Carbonfin has started putting stuff out on Twitter and YouTube about how to break down bases for certain attacks. And he is explaining pathing and things like that, which I so, I really enjoy watching. Yeah, who who's this guy now? Carbon <laughs> Finn. Yeah. Okay, I'll you, have. You may to, have heard of. So, so um, Carbon <laughs> Finn. Okay, I'll write that down and and yeah, have like a look. the fish. And Big yeah, Vale's like still fish. doing his breakdown <laughs> things, his 12, 20, 15 minute videos where he you know talks mm-hmm. through the attack first. Yes, he does. Now he's doing very exotic things at the moment, which I am not trying to duplicate. So. I think his last one was Queen Charge Lalo, and I just, I watch it, but I'm not trying it again. Sorry, Ink. That was a bit of a nightmare for you, I think. Which brings us right to, what do you say to people who think the game is too hard, UTB? I mean, I'm not putting any pressure on you, I'm not trying to puff you up too much, but you do have a good hit rate with hybrid. I, I think you probably pick bases that you think will work. What do you say to people who say it is too hard to triple right now? Well, you know, clearly, uh, you know, I've got, I think, I think I've just got, I've been doing it for so long that I'm a good charger and that's the hard part of hybrid. You know, uh, it's, it's not hard to drop hogs and miners, you know, on the <laughs> section of base you left behind. It's, that's not hard at all. Spell timing and placement, you know, Galadon will preach it all day. That's a huge part of a person's ability to, to three star, but it's all about the charge. And that's the really intricate timing based thing that it's just i mean i'm like eight years in of queen charging so these people can't expect to to start doing a new procedure a new process if they've been spamming or they've been kill squatting or you know uh e-dragging or draglooning or anything like that and then they expect to start queen charge attacking with any success they're they're joking themselves it's it's an art to queen charge effectively uh, so that's, that's, I think the biggest problem is queen charge is not easy. It takes a lot of practice and it takes a lot of patience and it takes the ability to sit there and look at a base and think five steps ahead. Okay. Queen's going to go there, 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 there. I'm going to mm-hmm. break there. I'm going to spell there. You know, that is way beyond the patience level of a lot of people. So then they're all frustrated that, you know, oh, the stupid wall breaker or the stupid queen. And I'm like, no, it's the stupid player, you know, and, <laughs> you know, just to get spicy. No, uh, it's, it's not, and they're not stupid, but they're just not willing to, you know, put in the time to learn that art effectively enough. Um, kind of like Queen Charge Lalo, you know, I'm, I'm going to give those guys props all day. Yeah. They've got the hard part with the queen and then also the hard part with the army. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, I just chose one that has an easy army, I feel like, but the charge is still hard. Uh, but are, no, I think the balance is good overall. Are you playing with your 14 in Legends? Uh, I am staying in Legends because I like having my UTB vanity base up. Yeah. And the only way I can do that is <laughs> to not get my home base attacked. 
So I, I do enough to stay in legend. Um, and that's because I've been saying it for a long time. Legend is pointless. It's, um, and not to kill anybody's buzz on it. It's great to, you know, compete against other people and try to push high in trophies, but you're never going to reach the very top because those guys are doing something different. And I'm not saying they're cheating, but they probably are. Uh, you know, the, the ones getting up into 64, 6,500 range, it's just, they're, they're trading. They're doing something that's allowing them to make it there. I can't do it or I'm unwilling to do it. So I'm never going to make it to the really top. So I just don't see the point in it. I can't do anything with my legend trophies. It's just, you know, <laughs> on my profile that nobody looks at. So I don't know. It's a, a way to stay, you know, keep rust off. But that's really all I can see the value in now. And that doesn't create boredom for you, just having to queen charge regularly to stay in Legends? That's not that's not uh, monotonous for you? To a certain degree, yeah. But I, I, I kind of like the lower Legend. You get, see kind of a interesting variety of weird bases. Yes. Um, <laughs> sometimes really bad. Sometimes decent. Uh, but it's just interesting. Lower Legends is this generally more interesting, I think. Also, the you know less pressure when I'm pushing, you know I want I have to get the attacks in. I feel like I have to you know use potions or gems to you know get my attacks in each day. And obviously, mm-hmm. Supercell knows what they're doing there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, but then I also see the value in that, like going up against Agent Paladin and you know all these great attackers from CFF in the Legend League. You know, push that they do it was super fun. I did it for several months in a row. But then one day I was just like, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm right there in the top three almost every month, but I just don't, you know, see the value outside of that. Okay. Uh, I'm, if I wasn't max, I would definitely see the value. Right. It used to be, we could hold on to our loot by staying in legends. Right. But now there's no loot even to be lost building an army. So it's, it's right. changing. Yeah, for sure. So let's move on to a few sort of fun topics here question for you to be if you could be any troop in the game what would it be and why troop or heroes included sure i think i would be the warden uh because of the health boost he gives to everybody and the ability to protect everybody simultaneously uh i think his ability is probably the the most powerful it's on clan capital what do you see supercell trying to achieve with it um, I'm going to try to keep it PG 13 with my language. No, uh, <laughs> no, I, I think that they, they clearly spend a lot of time on art. It's, it's very well polished. You know, it's, it's very bug free. If you can't tell I'm getting the positives out first. Um, no, it's, uh, it's fun to a certain degree. And I, I see what they are trying to do, um, in uniting clans and giving a unified goal, there's no doubt that that's the message and, and message received and achieved. But is it what people play Clash of Clans for? Um, not this person. You know, uh, I, I love the clan-based uh, unity of donations and base evaluation and friendly challenging and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, it's... It's not, I, I don't think it's that, I don't think it's what, uh, what I was looking for with an update from them. Um, and I think really what they're trying to do is just engage a younger market, uh, which is smart for them for longevity purposes. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, and it, it looks, it looks and feels a little bit like a, a game made to be accessible and attractive to people my son's age, who's 14, um, who might think Clash of Clans is nerdy and too too difficult and challenge, you know, to, to succeed at, which I can understand. He does feel that way, but then the clan capital comes along. He can use all the troops and, you know, he can, you know, do, you know, see these big intricate bases and, you know, take a big bite out of them. And, you know, so I, I see what they're trying to do, but it just isn't appealing to me. Right. Let's talk about Peter's favorite topic here. SCCWL. Do you think it's good as it is, or do they need to change or fix anything? And have you noticed there's been changes recently like ever since we went to that five-day war that one time and now do, do you find the competition is different like it's, it seems harder in champs uh yeah i mean it, it certainly seems to be difficult to remain in champs um you know we we've got a plethora of great attackers 
Uh, and, you know, I think that maybe our specific problems are with the necessity to split up due to the 15 man cap in champs. Um, you know, which leads to other topics about capacity. But um, if mm-hmm. we could run a 30 man war or a person war and, you know, keep our primary clan together, I think we could easily stay in champs three. But the ability to split our, you know, forces and, and try to keep two in three in clan, champs three, I think is tricky. But, you know, I think Supercell, Supercell CWL, which is kind of funny that that they decided to name it the same as the most largest popular, yeah. <laughs> tournament. And it's, it's like, what are they doing? You know, what, what are you thinking? Why? And, and they just, they just stole it. They just straight up stole it. And uh, it's kind of still annoying to me that it exists. And I'm really glad that you guys call it SCCWL because it's not just CWL. Amen. <laughs> um, but either way, SCCWL, you know, sure they they stole it, but I I I really like the overall format of it and the one attack a day. It puts a little more pressure on that one attack. Um, you know, there's no you know scouting, um, which is a big part of regular war. It, you know, it kind mm-hmm. of opens up the door for troll bases and things to actually be viable. Um, and you know, trick clan castles and stuff like that. Though I don't think that really surfaces a lot. Um, as much as maybe they thought it would. Mm-hmm. I think it just comes down to really solid bases and really solid attacks being what determines winners and losers. Um, and like you said early on, two stars win wars. And, you know, it's that's definitely true. I've played in C2 and C1. And, um, you know, at C2 and above, it's three stars that win wars. But at C3, all you really need is two stars, I think, typically to win wars. But lately, like you said, it's it seems like maybe that's not enough. Yeah, you need at least. It seemed like we needed at least six a, day, a war to to have a chance yeah. to win. Yeah, and that's a lot. It is All right. Builder base, fix it or ditch it. I I don't I don't know. I feel like it's kind of the same thing. It was just their first attempt at engaging a new market to their game and. I think it really clearly failed. Uh, there's no debating that. Um, but they, I mean, they've given up on it themselves, you know. So I think I think that it's it's an interesting idea. You know, the whole night base stuff was coming out, and it was a huge deal when all that stuff was being teased, and then it came out, and they're <laughs> like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> um, so everyone assumed, and it comes back to the core problem that it was a big enhancement or twist or change to Home Village that we all love and nope it was a whole different game that is really really different and so i don't know it's a it's a swing i mean i think it's like a double you know it's obviously made them some money some people played it they put some things in it that make it worth playing like the sixth builder primarily for me Mm -hmm. um but other than that, I mean, now I have the six builder on both accounts. I'm I'm only just going over there to spend my loot and you know use it for clan games. That's basically it. Yep, get your free twenty season points for getting a star. Right, and yeah, a yeah. couple it of doesn't even gems. have to be successful. That's right. Right. <laughs> right. And the gem mine. Yeah. <laughs> Can't forget the gem. Oh mine. yeah, don't take away cat's gem mine. Nope. Yeah. Six builder. <laughs> So, UTV, if you could ask Supercell to do one thing to the game right now, what would it be and why? Probably ban my accounts. Oh, yeah, sorry. That. <laughs> you were asking uh, him. <laughs> maybe the short list, but one thing. Um, no, uh, I, honestly, it's been a problem in every successful clan I've been in. It, it shouldn't be capped at 50. I mean, it's simple. Um, oh, thank you. There's there's no reason. There's really no reason. What is the reason, Supercell? Why? And they, I, I, I really don't. They can't tell you. There is no reason. Um, I, I've worked in development at a web development company. Their game is is more than able to handle 500 person clans. It's not even a question. So, it why is it not 100 at minimum? There's no answer. Um, so I, it should happen as soon as possible. Wow, you might be Cat's favorite person tonight. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> what can I say after that? Um, <laughs> would you like to see something like the shrink trap come back or any of the special summer event troops from the past? 
uh, I don't know. I, I like the events. I like, for example, the spooky tree. I get rid of all crap on my base except the spooky tree. For some reason, <laughs> I've enjoyed that one. I still have it on my Town Hall 13, and it'll never go away just so I can hear the stupid ghost <laughs> sound. Um <laughs> From yes. that o- OOP troop they had, the, the ghosts. Um, I like the ghosts. <laughs> there, there it is, Fado. Th- Fado, thank you. Uh, I like that troop. I like the ice wizard. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. Most of the rest of them were kind of like, eh, I can leave it. The shrink tap was interesting visually, but, I mean, it was, I don't know. I, I, I can take everything. I can, you can leave everything else except for the ghost and the ice wizard. That one legit cost me a three star one time. One of yeah, my it's... the rare three stars in the wild. I had it, and there go my hogs. They're the size of ants. <laughs> it's a little too powerful. It was probably one of the most hated troops, or not troops, traps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so hey, that's one thing that polarized everybody. I think. Yeah, to one pole. Hey, hey, hey. So, Down Hall 15, what would be on your wish list for that if it, if and when it ever drops? I think they've got they've got a tall order um, in hand. Like, they need to figure it out. Like, are they going to keep making town halls, or is there actually going to be an end at some point? Because if the model is to just keep making town halls, then the the wish list is shorter. And because mm-hmm. I don't want them to dump a thousand things into one town hall and then there's mm-hmm. nothing left for 16, you know, but if they plan to quote unquote end the game or at least end the town hall progression, which I think they need to seriously consider because like they have themselves appointed to and talk specifically about, it's very difficult for someone to start playing now and ever reach max, even with all the stuff they give you with, with uh, gold pass and all that stuff. They need to have something like League of Legends or something like that where, where you can pay uh, an amount to jump quite a bit ahead um, if they continue, if they plan to continue releasing Town Halls. So if 15 is the last Town Hall, which I think it would be really great for them to do, um, they should do. They, they, I think it's been like, what, every, every other Town Hall, they have a new hero for a long time. Yes. And so technically, I guess we should, you know, want one at 15 then. Um, And I think that might be cool to have five heroes, you know, five pets. So another pet, I think it would be cool for the map size to expand again. um, So that it's, if it's the last town hall, it's like the final frontier. It's like a big new battleground that's way different. And I don't mean different fundamentally. I mean different in that there's a lot of change between facing a 14 versus facing a 15. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, there needs to be modifications. Like, I need to be able to put some... There there needs to be, like, five total modifications I can do from, like, ten possible categories. Like, I should be able to put some kind of an adjustable piece on my walls that is like a slow trap or something like that. You know, the walls slowing down or something like that, you know, whatever like that. Or, you know, the things like the, um, the geared, geared up, uh, defenses, there needs to be something like that for all the defenses that changes it and makes base designing just like a whole new ball game to where when you look at a base, you got to actually study it so that when you three star a 15, it's like party time, man, you know, it's you, you really conquered it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I like I would love to see things like uh, like sinkholes in the ground, you know, that open up, and you know, like like a sink trap or something like that, or oh, you know, cool. just all kinds of you know. I want there to be all kinds of stuff that's only at fifteen is super crazy and and tough and rough. Uh, and then also, of course, if that's going to be on defense, then they need to have maybe two brand new super tough and rough troops to go along with our new hero one air and one ground um and i think you know obviously a bunch of levels of stuff you know uh but i think that they should call it quits at 15 they should make it super interesting and different and give us a lot of content like a year solid of content to if somebody's racing and buying stuff and everything they couldn't be done for a year um and and then just 
once that's done, they have time. Once they drop that, then they have time to work on the end game, which is like, okay, what does a max everything player do? There needs to be something beyond clan based tournaments, something like single based tournaments where you end up spinning yourself into like international tournaments through your own individual work, you know, your own, Mm -hmm. you've earned your way into this position, not because of your clan success, but because of your success. And, you know, maybe you have to like pay an entrance fee of legend trophies or something, or there could be a legend shop where you buy all kinds of different modifications and skins. And maybe some of that, those modular pieces in the base are only earned through legend trophies or whatever, you know, I've got a lot of ideas, but they need to do something. I'm calling Darian right now. <laughs> Tell him to get you out to Finland to work here. Yeah, because uh, I've been playing this game for a long time. And if they just pump out another grind session of two levels of defenses, an uninteresting hero, and you know one new troop, and then you know close the door and shut the light off, I'm just going to uninstall. I'm not even going to mm-hmm. upgrade it. You know, it's it's just depressing at that point. But I, I think that they have more than enough ability and know-how to do what the things I'm talking about. I know I'm not going to get everything, but it'd be great to, for them to really shake it up in the home village, home village. Yeah. And I mean, even at that end game, like one of the things I think they're still missing out on is the ability for you to like have like a slider or something that says, what town hall are you going to fight this war in? Like I'm a max 14, right? Why can't I just be a max 12 and go fight in this war with my own account? Dude, that's a good idea. I thought 12 was a blast. But it's not yeah, I really liked 12, too. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Bow Witch. I was a Bow Witch heaven at 12. But, you know, that's that's a very good point because, you know, one day you may be wanting to play as, you know, you've unlocked max 14, you've leveled everything up. But maybe, you know, you know, I'm really bored with 14 right now. I feel like playing as a Town Hall 10 this week. It's just like you say, set that bar, the selection bar to your max 10 that you have built up and gone through on that account and, and play it like that. That's a really great end game opportunity because then your whole clan could be like, we're going to do a 50 V all tens, you know, mm. that oh, yeah. didn't even exist. You know, you couldn't do that before. And yeah, now I mean, you can. It really opens up new possibilities for sure. Right. And, right. And, and anything that keeps us off of getting the sinkhole and all those difficult things that UTV <laughs> could figure out, but I couldn't is good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I can handle a fifth hero. I already struggle <laughs> keeping track of four. <laughs> oh, gosh. So uh, one thing that that whole idea could lead into is uh, that we, we do a lot of events in the CFF, and I know you've participated in some of them. Is there anything that you would like to see done as far as events go in the CFF? Oh, boy, I, honestly, I think that the CFF, I've been in many clan families. I think you guys are the pinnacle of event coordination and offerings. Um, you just, there's always an event going on, uh, from month to month, there's legend lean going on daily. There's Royal rumble. There's mini Mondays. There, I mean, I don't even participate in all these and I know them because you guys yeah. do a good job of like, you know, moderately tagging people and, you know, nudging them, but not overbearing them. And, you know, and just, you know, the clone wars, I mean, there, the, we did a, uh, Trojan war. Uh, you know, I, I think that there's a really great variety and a great timing, not so much that you're overwhelmed, but enough that you can bounce around and meet people. It just, mm-hmm. no, I, I wouldn't change a thing about what CFF is doing um, other than just keep doing it. So do you have any favorite type of event? I, I know you've done everything from the more serious league sort of copycat kind of thing that we've done in the CFF, you know, where you do the little tournaments and it's very, you know, regimented. Or do you like the more fun events? Like, for example, Beat the Heat coming up, it's got like some fun ideas for you must include certain troops. And it'll be in the one trick pony I am. I'm not such a huge fan of the whole you must use this troop or that troop or the Clone War where you had to copy the other person's mm-hmm. attack. You know, I, I think that's a very viable event and somebody might have loved it, but you know, it's just not my flavor. But I like, for, for some reason, my favorite thing is the Trojan War. Um, I, at my old, clan family eyg or evolve your game uh we did several trojan wars and it it was a lot of fun i don't know um 
the we had people like from the other clan try to come over and like talk to people and stuff and uh and try to figure out like you know did you guys mean to spend the you know and we were just all just lapping it up and having a ton of fun um but that i don't know i, I think I, I think i like a lot of events where you can just play the game you know your way but just with new people um is kind of my thing I, i've kind of grown a little um I don't know, intolerant of competitive play, like the, you know, the more, you know, competitive tournament style play, just because of the pressure involved. I used to just eat it up, but it's less my, my speed these days. So, but, but anything where I can kind of get out and and play with the other guys and gals uh, from other clans, especially, uh, is cool. I I pulled something off of uh, Twitter that I saw there and I, I wanted to to do this here, even though our audience can't see you. What this is, it's a little chart with all various levels of the wizard towers, basically like from 1 to 14. So you to be looking at this chart, which wizard tower level was your favorite and why? That's a tough call. I think, you know, as I've said, as far as like being that I like channel 14 the best, I kind of feel like every evolution of their theme has continued to get better. So... I really like the level 14. I do think the level 12 and 13 look really good. The town hall 13 ones, but honestly they just keep making them better. And when I first started playing the game, that was kind of one of the things that got me the most excited about, about updates was the new cosmetics for troops and, you know, heroes and, you know, bit, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'd have to say the, the, the back, the max one. Yeah. Yeah. Beto and Peter, how about you guys? Uh, so I'll, I'll go first. I love the Town Hall 12 look, period. Um, it it seemed like the game really was clean looking. And I was too influenced by um, by Rob. Because <laughs> Rob was like, you know, every new thing they do looks worse. Um, and so mm. Rob in UTB never crossed paths. And maybe that's a good thing. Uh, but, you know, a lot of like... And and it's crazy because you look at how far it's come. Like they had zap walls at Town Hall 10 at one point, and then they really figured out, well, we better start theming these things as we go ahead. Um, and they, they at least they've done that. Like there's a unifying theme running through all of the defenses and the walls and the town halls now. Um, and the things they do grow on you. So, you know, I I. I respect the heck out of the work they do because they still have to make it look fresh. They have to figure out, well, how are we going to, how are we going to weave this theme throughout, you know, the, all the defensive buildings we have. Peter, how about you? I think mine was that uh, town hall six was tower when it was finally all pink, because that really fed into my uh, uh, idea of a progression. You know, you got that little bit of pink at level maybe two. I can't quite see on my picture. And then it slowly got more and more pink. And mm-hmm. I think level six was probably only Town Hall seven or eight. So it's quite a while ago. I'm not really a nostalgic person, but I remember that feeling of, yes, I have fully maxed or fully colored in Wiz Towers. So. Yeah, yeah. When I look at this, I'm looking at going, like I look at Town Hall seven and it's the first, it's the last one without like the supports up the side. Oh, yes. Um, and that is totally TH9. So yeah, okay. I re- I remember looking at that being like, wow, I've made it. I made it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. And now all I got to do is 55 level or 50 levels of heroes now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, UTV, what was your most hated defense in the game or what is and most liked defense? That's it's tough because obviously I have my own defenses that I hold dear to my heart, but when I am on offense, I I think I disliked from back in the day, the multi-target Inferno before you could heal through it oh, is yeah. <laughs> the pinnacle of defense. Um, because boy, I mean, the whole attack was shaped around where that they had that multi-Inferno because the single, you know, you could just swarm it. And, you know, it was almost a joke. There was a time when zero people had single target infernos on any kind of a competitive war map because they were a complete waste of space. Anything that had more than eight troops, you know, unless you're doing all drags or, you know, whatever, you just, the singles were a joke. So seeing those multi-targets that you couldn't heal through. And then when that news broke 
that you could heal through it. And I'm like, oh my God, the game's over. Like, the game's broken. Yep. <laughs> I, and, and looking back now, years later, I'm like, well, I guess they figured it out for balancing purposes. It worked, but what a cataclysmic change. Um, that, that defense was just earth shattering before. Um, and I, I think, so, so I think I'm going to say that's, that's the, the same one for both. That's my favorite and my least favorite. And the scenery randomizer. Do you use it? Nope. I think it's terrible. <laughs> uh, I, I'm a big theming person and like I theme everything I get. My phone has a very specific theme on it. And, uh, you know, every, I'm just very visually, you know, structured. And so I didn't buy a scenery until the uh, like slightly evolved Town Hall 14 one came out, the jungle one, just mm-hmm. because it matched so much better with the new buildings. And then they start coming out with all kinds of them. And I'm like, well, that's kind of cool, but it's (laughs) a little cheesy or whatever. You know, I don't want a carnival at home all the time, you know, whatever. And so, but, but then finally they came out with the dark scenery and the, um, and the dark heroes. And they also had all of the, the matching available and which is, you know, for some reason, like, why did they never have the rest of the heroes available as skeletons? Come on. Uh, I love the skeleton thing that they they're crazy to not have all the rest of the skeletons. I would have had that a long time ago, but then I would have needed a Halloween map, you know, to go along (laughs) with it. Um, So no, I don't like the randomizer. I do like some of the new skins that they're coming out with. I really, really hate a lot of the new skins they are coming out with. For example, the sunburnt heroes. I know some people like them, but I think that it is a huge mockery of the game. You don't like the clockwork ones? No. <laughs> Do you still buy a gold pass? I haven't bought a gold pass in a few months. Yeah. I, I, I was buying them on my 13 really every month. And then I'd buy them on my 14 when I wanted the hero skins. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe uh, another thing or something they were giving away. But uh, now that I'm completely maxed on the 14, I'm really close on the 13. I've kind of been deciding whether or not I, I buy it based on the skin. Um, and the last several skins have been below average in my opinion. Yeah. Or supercell. I don't know. I hope they can get their act together. I'm not really sure what their goal is right now. They want everyone max, but I, I still don't know why. Yeah. I don't think they know what they're doing particularly either. I think um, they're like those stock traders that are swimming in money and they're like, is there a problem here? <laughs> right. Okay, last question. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? No. <laughs> oh, no discussion. One word answer. Yeah. <laughs> N- nothing else needs to be said about that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're down to shout outs now then. Uh, UTB, do you have any shout outs you want to give? Yes, I, I uh, have to give a shout out to Peter for all of his Supercell CWL uh, organization and preparation and i know that many others have contributed to that recently magnus i'm sure cat's doing a lot as well um you know you guys do a lot and i I know it it is a lot i've previously organized leagues and and it's you know a reason i don't really i kind of stayed out of leadership for a while you know in the game was because it's it's a lot of work and can kind of sap some of the fun out of it so Mm -hmm. um i appreciate a lot that you guys do so much to keep the fun rolling thank you Pedro, how about you? Uh, it's going to be the same forevermore. It really is just a, a, a lot of gratitude for the people that surround me in my little class universe. I'm very grateful for Redthorn and and the the CFF family. Awesome. Peter, I'm going to shout out Cat because she's the Town Hall Nine champ. Woo-hoo. Yep. Yeah. And thanks for coming on UTB. That was really good. I never heard anyone else say cap the town hall levels at i had my mouth open i had to snap my jaw shut well quietly so no one else could hear but that's a really <laughs> really interesting idea so yeah thanks for sharing that with us yeah no it's been a blast thank you guys for being interested and for uh having me on our pleasure yeah my shout out i again i wanted to shout you out utb and thank you for for coming on and i also wanted to shout out bass and baker for Continuing to give yes. us the Royal Rumble tournaments every month. Look forward to seeing Town Hall 10 next month, but I don't have a 10, unfortunately. So to cheer from the sidelines for everybody. 
And uh, does anybody here have any shade outs? Yeah, whoever added the uh, the shrink trap into this week's agenda, you get my shade. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, UTV, do you have any shade outs? You don't have to, but you are. Uh, uh, yes, the person that, that made the Sunburn Heroes. Just That's all I need to know. Just I just need to know a name, that's all. Peter? And mine is for my pal Inc. for bringing Super Minion CC to Town Hall 9 <laughs> Tournament when you can't have Super Minions in the CC for like a month now. So he's been hoarding those just to make sure he got somebody good. So and He certainly did. <laughs> that's epic. <laughs> that was a collective gasp for yeah. everybody when they saw those come out of his defensive CC. Um, I don't have any major sh- shade outs. You know, I, I couldn't think of any anybody to shade out. So I'm just gonna. That's too nice. That. I, she's yeah. too nice because she could have shaded out all her Town Hall Nine competition. Okay, okay, I do have one shade out. To the person that said sorry in our Discord <laughs> on July the first. No, no, no. I'm gonna shade out uh, some some of the SCCWO clans we were up against because they kicked our butts. So they did kick our butts. <laughs> so that's my shade out. So thank you everybody for listening tonight. The CFF is a family of clans in games such as Clash of Clans, Clash Royale, and many of the other Supercell games. We love to provide content via podcasts and other media. You can visit the Clash Files Discord to apply to any of our clans or to support our pods and events. As always, please send us your comments, ideas, and questions on Twitter at RedthornCOC or join the Clash Files Discord at discord.gg slash clashfiles. 